0: Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fin's up. Here's Stephen, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is November 16th. I'm Stephen Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the source. Now, in today's episode, we're gonna be going over some of my thoughts about the Miami Dolphins' victory last week over the Cleveland Browns and kind of just some general sentiments that I've been feeling about the team and the general direction they seem to be going, what the possible outcomes we could see by the end of the season. So first things first here, the Dolphins beat the Cleveland Browns by a score of 39 to 17. This was a game the Dolphins really did uh, command for the duration of it. They ran away with it. It seemed like all facets were really working out for them pretty well and the general takeaway with this victory pushing the Dolphins to first place in the AFC East isn't just whether the Dolphins are in the mix for a playoff contention but whether they're one of the better teams in the entire league right now for years we've kind of had to use these hyperbolic statements whether they were the best how good is Tannehill you know can their defense you know uh, carry the bulk of the work and how good is the team really where just generally we knew they weren't the best but we had to kind of lie to ourselves to some degree and kind of cling on to the hope that maybe they would kind of get a string of hot games going together and make a push, but we knew at the end of the day that this wasn't one of the better teams in the NFL, but right now... I mean, by all accounts, the Dolphins are, this is, again, no exaggeration, one of the best teams in the NFL. By all accounts, I mean, you have Tua Tungavailoa playing like a top five quarterback right now. That isn't a stretch to say. Even somebody who is an absolute Tua hater, if you just look at the stats he's putting up, is a top five quarterback right now in football. If you look at the offense and how Tyreek Hill is on pace for a historic season, Jalen Waddell, alongside of him, is having an elite season. Uh, And then you look at some of the guys, if you want to point to an area of need it might be the defensive side of the ball but despite there being a handful of very critical injuries even the defense seems to be rising to the occasion especially with the addition of a guy like Bradley Chubb who could really provide a spark for this team it seems like all things for right now are going right for the Miami Dolphins and we're going to dive into it in specifics how it looks for the Dolphins in this one game against the Cleveland Browns but Tua Tungavailoa absolutely just efficient as ever deadly with the accuracy in this one 285 yards three touchdowns he was 25 for 32 just connecting on all cylinders uh, this wasn't a massive game from that dynamic duo that I mentioned previously Tyreek Hill only had 44 yards and Jalen Waddle had 66 including a big 29 yard reception but it wasn't just that I mean Tua was kind of dishing it around to guys that aren't typically the ones who are going to be getting the spotlight on them Alec Ingold had 45 yards receiving in a touchdown in this game Trent Shurfield came down with this amazing, just athletic move in the corner of the end zone, toe-tapped to get in for the touchdown. He had 63 yards in this one, and then he was dishing it around to the running backs. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, who I will talk about in terms of their running effort, also were involved in the receiving game in this one. So this was one of those games. It's kind of been a narrative throughout the season that Tua can only throw to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Well, in this game specifically, he showed that he can dish it to anybody on this offense, and he would get it done. It was a marvelous game from Tua Tungavailoa. Now, something that we haven't said recently is, uh, you know, the Dolphins have had a very strong running game. We've seen moments from Raheem Mostert, as I mentioned earlier in the season, that said, okay, it seems like we may actually have a functional running group here for the Dolphins, but in this game, the running back group, the committee here, really took control of this game in a way that we haven't seen in several years. It was a marvelous game, and I might have even myself downplayed uh, the significance of the Jeff Wilson trade and how he could have an impact on that team. But Jeff Wilson looked absolutely spectacular in this game as well. He led the team in carries. He had 17 carries. Again, only his second game with this team, but had 119 yards and a touchdown. There was one play where he shifted around, was able to break it to the outside, and then he scampered alongside Tyreek Hill to the corner of the end zone where he got a touchdown. And then Raheem Mostert also very, just an explosive burst when he gets into open space, eight carries for 65 yards, over eight yards per carry and a touchdown too. In all, the Dolphins had 195 yards on the ground and almost six yards per carry in this one. It was something that we haven't seen in some time. Was it against the Cleveland Browns? Yes, but I do think this little duo the Dolphins have here is extremely talented. I'm not sure if Jeff Wilson is going to be the guy uh, you know, getting the bulk of the work for the director- of the season, and I've seen others kind of mention that uh, they are probably going to roll with the hot hand, which is uh, my opinion for right now, that whichever running back really starts the game off well, and if they're getting things going, then I don't think they're going to shy away if Raheem Mostert is having a good day, that will maybe be his day, fantasy owners may not be excited to hear that, but that's kind of the general feel it seems to be going, because both of these guys just looked amazing. Now, as we move over to the defensive side of the ball here for Miami, uh, again, this is a group Group that has suffered a, a significant amount of injuries, I would say. Losing Brandon Jones in the secondary, you know, not having Byron Jones there, and then on top of that, you lose Nick Needham. This group has had to have several players that may not have had, you know, massive uh, roles heading into the year, have to step up into very important situations. Guys uh, be, uh, being Cater Kohu, Keon Crossan, uh, Justin Bethel, and all of these guys, alongside Xavier Howard, were able to hold their own. And I really want to single out the performance that Justin Bethel had in this game in particular. There were two throws that I thought were very good on the part of Jacoby Brissett where he was dropping it over Bethel to the receiver and Justin Bethel just made a terrific play and swatted it out. There was no sort of uh, you know instances where we see him not able to turn his head around and you know those obvious defensive pass interference kind of situations. He played it just technique wise as perfect as you could and he was calm. He was collected. Uh, the same thing could be said about Cater Kohu who throughout the season he's just looked completely confident, poor being kind of thrust into a role uh, even though he was an undrafted player he just looked phenomenal out there so the secondary despite these injuries have had several guys really stepping up in key moments now if there's one area of this team that you can kind of point to and say yeah that's a little bit of a head scratcher there surprisingly it's Jason Sanders the guy who at one point I refer to as Mr. Automatic the guy seemed like he could never miss whether it was from 50 yards out or regardless uh, Jason Sanders he was two for two on field goals here but he missed two extra points in this one now of course this may not be the biggest deal in a game like this where there's complete command over the team but we've seen throughout the entire season and in games past how those points could add up in critical moments and Jason Sanders to me I mean I think it's fair to say he is approaching that liability kind of territory even if it's a 30-yard field goal I'm concerned when Jason Sanders is out there kicking the ball but aside from that though the Dolphins defense despite on paper not looking great despite some uh, poor performances early on the season. In this one, they rose to the occasion. They were able to shut down Amari Cooper, in large part due to Xavier Howard, who was held for uh, three catches for 32 yards. Amari Cooper, an elite-level route runner, was just completely invisible in this game. Jacoby Brissett was sacked three times as well. So while I don't expect the Dolphins' defense to have you know a complete lights-out performance on a week-to-week basis, and I do think the offense is going to have to carry the brunt of the work, in this game in particular, they were able to get it done. So to talk a little bit about the Dolphins in general just kind of reiterate the sentiment that I shared at the beginning of the episode the Dolphins right now truly are one of the best teams in football by all accounts if you look at some of the other teams in football right now if you look at Jalen Hurts and the Eagles team who just lost their first game of the season to a Washington Commanders team that frankly shouldn't have happened and how their schedule has kind of been easy for most of the season. To me, I mean, the Dolphins have a very fair shot when they go up against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Buffalo Bills, regarded as Super Bowl favorites. We saw how they collapsed last week against the Minnesota Vikings. On top of that, they have a very significant injury that Josh Allen may be dealing with over there in that UCL area. So that is huge for them. And right now, it just seems like the Dolphins are just continuing to get better. I mean, this is Mike McDaniel's first season with the team. And it seems like on a per game basis, these 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 guys understand what he's trying to do a little bit more and everything is just looking more and more refined as time passes. So that has me extremely excited. Usually I'm always saying that, okay, in the future, this is going to look good. Maybe two years from now, maybe next year. But to me, it seems like we can all agree that this year, the Dolphins look like they can make a very significant push into the playoffs. So, guys, I would love to know what you guys think. As always, if you'd like to reach out to me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at Shady Steven and at Via The Source. If you could leave a review on the Apple Podcast app, that does help a lot, and I would greatly appreciate it. As always, if you'd like to share any topics or questions, things you'd like for me to discuss in a future episode, you can reach out to me over there on Twitter. But, guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via The Source.